Hello everyone, welcome back to Under the Brolly, it's been 84 years. It really has been 84 years, it's been too long. It's been it has been, the last episode, I was checking this yesterday, we uploaded on the 6th of June, so I do oh, apologise no. to our listeners because that is far too long, but we have been busy. We've been busy, we've been booked, blessed, stressed. Dead inside and out. You said it, dear. The life it. has left my eyes, but we are back. We did. We did promise them in the last episode that, that we would have a very special guest with us uh, for the next episode. So we are joined by the one and only, every drag queen's favorite drag queen, the incredible Gladys Duffy. Oh my god! Hello, hello, hello it's Gladys. me. It's Mummy. <laughs> it's Mummy. You're right. Huh? Fine. How are you, dear? Uh, I'm breathing, which is uh, which is always a bonus. It's always <laughs> good to wake up in the morning, isn't it? Yeah. So you haven't uploaded an episode since June. Yeah. Well. It's been pride season. Been There's busy. been a lot going on. Just getting the schedules to mesh has Very been a that. nightmare. Like the drag calendar really does well, especially in Newcastle, mm -hmm. as you know, goes through straight into uh, from January straight into Drag Idol season. Then yeah. we had Drag Idol UK season. Then normally we're all so busy during the summer uh, for for pride that we all want to claw our own eyes out. Pride, we've got like a month, and then it's and then Halloween, Halloween, which is obviously gay Christmas, and then and then we're on to the actual Christmas, yeah, which Christmas. starts in November, and then New Year, and then right back. I love as soon as November comes, every drag queen starts putting on red, red and green, and starts <laughs> going, oh, hear those sleigh bells ringing. So yeah, it's, it's, it's floating over though, hasn't it? Yeah, what a mad it's, year! It's crazy. I mean, we've been nearly been doing this. We've been doing this since February. Yeah, uh, we started with a little introductory episode, and mm. then we went straight into talking about drag idol drag idol 2023 i have listened yeah, under see. under the under the brolly under the umbrella a a a bad gallery um <laughs> no it, do you know what as well this year it was so lovely to have so much content surrounding yeah because obviously uh velvet does talk, um, yeah, snatch cool. talk and then listening to uh your review podcast yeah. Uh, to keep everyone up to date on what's going on and it's it's nice that um it seems to be expanding yeah. it's only so long really now until we sort of uh, every every drag idol contestant ends up with a well uh, presents plus show <laughs> very much so. yeah that which is brilliant. why you have to sort of strike while the iron's hot and yeah. get in there first so you can say i did it first it wasn't you but it was interesting when drag idol rolled around and all of that content was starting to come out mm -hmm. we'd sort of taken velvet's lead and then obviously we had things like stacy and frida with dragopedia mm -hmm. and it was interesting people wanted to sort of pit us against each other or yeah. like whether it be snatch talk or dragopedia or under the brolly and i'm like why can't we all just coexist and people yeah. can listen to i what feel like that's they a want. statement that should be said to the tory government why can't we <laughs> coexist? um why can't everyone just get on <laughs> i mean if people were pitting them against each other it's just because a homosexuals thrive on drama yes um, but do. also i mean for me the more the merrier as you know you want to have something to listen to when getting ready and for me podcasts are a must so every every week i would sit down you know oh which one's out now yeah so if i had a gig on a wednesday or and it takes me an hour to do my face and normally about the podcast episode yeah. yours were about an hour so it was perfect for me to just be like oh they said that and then and then i would be ready to either see either ears and said oh, i wouldn't have said that if i were you <laughs> <laughs> I, I do remember popping when I i'd watch yourself you know, and you're like Oh, that was the bit. No, she was such a terrier. And I'm just like, oh, sorry, man. Speaking of Drag Idol, I mean, we're kind of circling back to it today. We are. But uh, we're not just reviewing 2023. We're kind of going through all... 84 years of it. Oh, is it eight, how many years of it is Drag Idol now? Now, it started, I believe, in 2006. 2006. However, as everyone knows, there wasn't... Well, as everyone knows, as I know, because I'm... Um, 
deeply, deeply autistic. Uh, not actually being diagnosed. So if anyone listening is uh, able to do that for me, that would be lovely. As everyone knows, they, there wasn't a drag idol in 2012, oh, yes. which throws everything off. And then obviously there wasn't one in 2021 either. Mm. So I believe that gives us a grand total of 2006, four takes us to 10, uh, 13, mm, 12. There's been 12 years. Yeah. 12, it's been 15, going on. It's going 13. on like been going on fifteen, but there has been thirteen. Yes, technically 13, thirteen seasons. Thirteen seasons. Season. This is what we say. Like, do you call it a season? Do you call yeah. it a cycle? Do you call it a? Well, we normally just refer to them by the year, don't we? A shitstorm. Yeah, yeah shitstorm. This year, shitstorm is rolled around. <laughs> Not to be confused with Plopolina shitstorm. Oh no, never, <laughs> you can never confuse her with anybody. No, else. you really can't. Um, well, this is actually a good time for me to pop in, actually, because if you've been keen-eyed, you will have seen that they have recently announced that this year, and it's actually a bit like uh, old-school Drag Race All-Stars, mm-hmm. because it's been four years since the last one in 2019. Correct, yes. uh, they are doing another All-Stars, but this time it's, uh, it's taking a little bit of a hint from All-Stars 7 of uh, Drag Race, and it's all winners very exciting. Which is exciting. Uh, some of the best. It surprised a few, a few people. Oh, yeah. Well, on the, on well, the Newcastle gay scene. On the night it was announced that was the finale the of 2023, 2023, nobody had been told, not the judges, not yeah. the previous winners. There was a, I was at work in, uh, I was at work in the yard and Frida Safik, Gucci Gabor and Danny Delonco all came running in from Boulevard <laughs> and we closed the curtains on the stage and we all just stood in this circle. I think I had my torch on my phone, just illuminating our faces. So, so it was, it was like, it was like a seance. And we were all just like, so what was said? What? They can't announce that. No one's been asked. Are oh you going to do it? Blah, 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 blah. And it was the most terrifying but exciting thing going. Cause that is really exciting. Now, I can't confirm nor deny if I've heard anything. But regardless, I'll be there, whether whether it's on the stage or in the audience. I, I, never, I try and never miss. It any any really idol is. finale normally anyway, or any night at Boulevard it's, is spectacular. And it's another reason to get dressed up. Yes. We say it, it, is, gala, it is our Met Gala. The Kept Gala. The Kept Gala. Well, yeah. I could name a few. Names. I don't do any of that anymore. No, I'm a good girl. No, Boring, good. Listen, listen uh, there's nothing goes up my nose except for poppers, preferably Amel. Mm. Oh, God rest us <laughs> all. God, yeah, have you been, been watching it? Yeah, Drop Down Under the, Season 3. I think it's an absolute shit show. No, I, no but see, I, I think they're all bastards. You know why I love it? I love it because it's. I look at them and I'm just like, any of them could be working like I am right now. They're not. They haven't got a ridiculous amount of money. They're not ridiculously elevated. They're real life drag artists just just doing their best. Yeah. And to me, that's the exact reason that we all love Drag Idol as well. Yeah. Is because is well, especially it's for us, we know most of the contestants. Yeah. Or, or every now and then there is a surprise. We get excited to get to know these contestants. Mm-hmm. So, so really, looking at something like Down Under Three, mm-hmm. it really is just another scene. It's another shitstorm of yeah. drag, almost of, like Drag Idol. And Castle. they're all catty as fuck. And yeah. all of it. Oh, as a way, catty drag queens. Imagine that. This is the thing in the like sort of social structure of drag that we live in now. Why does everyone expect drag queens to be nice? Mm. Drag queens are not nice people. True. We're all awful. Sometimes if you want to keep your job, you've got to be nice. This is the thing. It's We've the, got to it's, play nice. It's yeah, an illusion, it's I believe. <laughs> an illusion that we are all, you know, um, PC and kind and kumbaya and all this stuff. I mean, we are a community and we will look after We are, it, absolutely. But there's nothing we love more than a bit of tawdry gossip. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. Great, great with that tawdry. Yeah. A bit of tawdry gossip or a bit of cattiness or, or like, even just a bit of... Yeah. I love it. Like, because... 
drives such a wide spectrum of things. Mm-hmm. Whenever you see a drag artist doing something, you can appreciate that if it's absolutely spectacular. But you best believe, if you even think it's 1% less good than you could do, mm-hmm. you'll be angry and you'll be like, that should be me. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it's inherently... A, a sport for vile, horrible people. Like, I love hearing about... Like, the queen yeah. getting cancelled, the queen's wig getting thrown out of a window. Like, I love hearing about this shit. It makes me so... What a moment me, in time that was. It makes me so feral. So with today's episode, we're going to go through our favourite three and least favourite three drag idol numbers. And even then, I feel like our least favourite three are there because... We enjoy them for the wrong reasons. Mine are there for the like because I enjoy them for the wrong reasons. It's what you come to expect, isn't it? Yeah. It's almost like do you remember when you were a child and you'd watch Britain's Got Talent, and and because let's face it, that's only something that heterosexual people do. You got excited, so excited just to watch the cack. The shit one. The cack. That is the only ones that people go back and look for. Like if you, like if you type in on YouTube like bad audition compilations and then you type in good audition compilations. It's going to have double the fucking viewings and mm-hmm. the good ones. Drag Idol features what people love about all of the, the talent programs across BBC mm-hmm. and ITV. Mm-hmm. They all love it, whether it be X Factor or Pop Idol, which is what Drag Idol was sort of patented mm-hmm. after. I want to do judges' houses. I want to see contestants <laughs> round Miss Rory's. Any contestant oh, trying to get to Miss Rory's house. <laughs> to be fair, I think... It would be like, like the plague should be putting open the, the door of practice on the chain. <laughs> get the knife! Get the knife! Go away! Alan, get them! Oh my god. Oh, I'm setting a little dog on you. Oh, little um, But no, so yeah, so I know I'm excited to discuss my, my three facts. Well, you see, you said numbers. Uh, some of mine are numbers, some of mine are, are moments. You said concepts, yeah. Or concepts, yeah. because. I like that. Uh, I think some, some of the best things that have come from Drag Idol. Mm-hmm. Uh, are more expansive like the like the fucking quotes like the yes quotes that, like i mean half of them are from miss rory like hello <laughs> hello like she is like just a pantheon of quotes. so i was watching like... <laughs> i was watching an earlier season in preparation for this an, an earlier shitstorm if you will and one of the quotes that like she just kept saying beige. 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 Over and over. And I'm like, I, s- I don't remember that, but I also say that all the time. Yeah. It became sort of like, you know, in the early days of, of Drag Race, when everyone would be quoting like, not today, Satan, or um, Water Off the Duck's Back, it yeah. became one of those things around the Newcastle gay scene, where people would be going around, and if your friend turned up in a crap outfit, it would be beige. <laughs> all or... of that. What do you call a sp- what do we call a spade? A fat cunt. <laughs> it was fat cunt actually. Was it? Uh, and originally, yes, it was. Oh my God, it's like Luke Skywalker. I am your father. I'm <laughs> famous. You are fat. Oh. I am famous. You are fat. Now, uh, who wants to start with? Should we start with our? I feel like we should let our guests start off. With yeah. The do you want to start with one of your third favorite one? Okay. Well, I'm gonna go. Yeah, my third favorite moment or, or or number if you will well is is uh gladys duffy never heard of her uh, <laughs> gladys duffy winning drug out in 2018 of course, of course. Of course. Uh, when i tell you i for years afterwards now i think i don't think it's uploaded anymore but it is secretly on this little um sheet that we've got of, uh, of links if anyone listening would like this sheet please do uh message the podcast page i, I suppose uh, just message me message me on me uh, we'll circulate uh, it because uh, i don't believe my finale's up anymore for years afterwards, I would sit and I would put on YouTube 
the ending of, of my finale. And I'd watch me stood there shaking like a shitting dog <laughs> with um, Tragedy and Latrine and Layla and so terrified. Stinks, and every time they'd announce me as the winner, I would sit and cry. Because <laughs> oh. no, no, like just I, I don't know why, because obviously I know I'm going to win because I won. Yeah. But I was just sitting and watching it and just like, I don't think I'm going. Mm-hmm. I don't think. It was an absolutely, in my opinion, I mean, I know I was in it. It was a brilliant year. And I was terrified of all these all these icons who I'd seen for years. Online, I hadn't really been down the scene, but I, I watched uh, online and, and paid attention to Instagram and whatnot. And here I was. Little boy, first day in drag. How long had you been doing drag at that point? The week one was my first ever uh, performance. Oh, wow. I'd really? done it once before on Halloween. Uh, my friend did my makeup and I looked fucking atrocious. So we've had very similar trajectories, except I didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> you, girl, you almost got there for handing to the bike. Um, oh, now, uh, yeah, so 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 I'm genuinely watching that back that final mm-hmm. and seeing, you know, Layla doing Swan Lake, uh, seeing Latrine do I Am What I Am mixed with the Elephant Man, mm-hmm. and then seeing myself with my absolutely stupid twist that the judges were all my children. I was their adoptive older mother. It was brilliant. Um, uh, it, it just fills my heart to to know that that's how this all started for me. My drag's completely different now. I sometimes look back at, at that final. I'm just like, who, who is that queen? Yeah. Who is that little I mean, queen? We all, we all evolve. I think we all have those pivotal moments in back. drag where we look back and, like, it can be the smallest moment. We had a very, a very small one recently. It was at the final of 2023. And Rory stood up on stage. She thanked Velvet for Snatch Talk mm-hmm. and then thanked Under the Brolly. Yeah. And I was stood in the crowd and I wept. Yeah, I mean, just, you were like, it was such a small yeah. thing, but it meant so much yeah. just to be recognized. Like, it's, it's, but... it's always nice that the um, the competition and, and those involved in it, such as Rory and the judges or even other contestants, Chris, people, people who all come together to make this thing happen, appreciate the fact that we all gives so much time and devotion love to it. it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's my third favourite, oh, God, if that's my third favourite, you think, God, she's going to talk about herself for the other <laughs> um, It's just, I, I, I view that time as yeah. so exciting, such a great memory, and you know, whenever I see, like, Layla or Latrine or Orla, because Orla's been about again recently, mm-hmm. Risqué, even even the girl who went on first award was wearing no shoes, Felicity Clip. She was out and dragged the other night. She's changed her name. And I was just a bit like, oh, you're still going? And she just looked at me and she went, hey, you're the one who won? And I was just a bit like, yes. Um, so, like, whenever I see anybody, my brain just jumps back in time to to that brilliant few weeks yeah. where sort of my life changed forever. Even, like I said, even watching that moment, I'm still so sure they're going to give it to Layla. <laughs> and thank God they didn't. Yeah. Uh, because where would I be? Unemployed. Um, <laughs> no, I, th- I think you'd still be... I remember when I went one when you convinced me to do a drag idol because I you are fucking responsible for this, you yeah, beast. You made me do it, Boo-hoo. and I both love you and hate you for it. Mm-hmm. When you convinced me to do it, I, I studied for drag idol in a way that I've never studied before. I hated school, but I went back and I watched every single YouTube video of drag idol because I was like, I need to know what they want. Mm-hmm. I was very inexperienced at drag. I'd only performed twice i think beforehand before i did drag idol yeah, did like two or three open drag nights. so i needed to know what i was up against so i was looking through all of these numbers and i remember watching your year and in particular your final number and just being like oh this is what it is this is drag idol 
Gloria Love is sneaking into the room. You're not on camera, Love. They cannot see you picking up your tights. It's going to be quiet. Oh. <laughs> Do you want to come and say hello? This is a bit of a thing. Hiya. Hiya. Oh my God, we need to Just... edit that into a, like, a, into a, like, a bit strap. Hiya. 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 Just to pop it out there as well for Gloria's here. Uh, do, you want, do you have anything you want to plug, Gloria? Oh, anything, go on, love. Reasons that you would like to plug. Just let the people know. Hi, everyone. It's me, Gloria Love, Queen of the Sea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, um, I've recently sent set up a GoFundMe page for my transition. Uh, so if you would like to donate to that, you can pop over to my um, any of my socials and there's a link there. But I do have a fundraiser on the 14th of September. If you're available, come along. Um, and I will be there. There'll be other people there. Um, and money so I can get a fanny. We will link said. both Gloria's GoFundMe and her fundraiser details Absolutely. in the in the description. Um, do you know what? That was actually very well timed. It yeah. was indeed. This is the production mama. <laughs> Bonnie Love was also creeping into the yeah, room. <laughs> Where were we? So um yeah well that's actually a good point for me to, to wrap up. So that there you are my third favourite point is me winning. 2018. As it should be. Mostly. My, one of mine actually piggybacks off of yours quite well. My, one of my like favourite idol moments is one of my own. It's my uh, Spider-Man number. Is from... this your third favourite? Yeah, I guess so. That See, that's what I put mine, my, me, a third favourite, well, to be humble. Humble. Um, so you say Spider-Man? My Spider-Man number, because that, I think today is, that is my proudest moment in drag, I think. You did that for Disney Week and, again, for your returning number yes, the final, correct? Yes, from the final, though, because I, I, fun fact, I actually had my Spider-Man final number planned before any of my numbers during the competition. And I think what pushed me at the final, yeah, I know. I no, think, that's preparation. Oh, I wanted literally to turn Spider-Man into, the movie into a stage production. And, like, the visuals and everything, the blackouts, like... I wanted it to be a full, like, I think that is the most quintessential Layla number. Like, when I watch it back, I'm like, oh my god, I kind of did that. Fucking Silly String in Boulevard, it was the jumping off of the box, which was, like, kind of the high, it was the highest box that someone had jumped off at that point in Drag Life, just saying. Because I actually kind of messaged Chris, and I was like, do you have a box I can jump off of? And he was like, in what sense? And I was like, I want to jump off a box. Of he has a shoe off. box. Do your like, worst. I've got a two, a three, and a four foot. I was like, I will take the four foot. Thank you very much. Of course. I hadn't, oh. done, I hadn't done a test run. Actually, no, I did, I did one you test run the you day get before. Rehearsal, though. Yeah, I did yeah. one test run the day before. I made all the... Well, I made pretty much like all the visuals myself. I had a little bit of help from Travesty with my visuals for my Spider-Man number. But yeah, and the, but what, what I do is, though, I don't watch it back on... YouTube as much. I go back on my mum's Facebook and I watch it back there because you can hear like from her was she recording she the was, audience. She was up top in in the balcony bit, mm -hmm. and you can just hear the audience screaming and chanting my name. It was fucking crazy. Like when the volume of fucking cheer in that audience when I jumped off that box, it it was exhilarating. I went so much harder than I planned on doing in that number because the, the, the adrenaline from being on Boulevard City, it, it was ripe. One of those things where you have a performance and you know that when it happens on the night, mm. you're just going to give it. Yeah. You're absolutely hamming it. Absolutely. Like, your body can suffer later. I knew, I knew going into drag, and you're going to hit me for this, I knew going into drag, Island, I wasn't going to win. <sighs> I know, I know. But the thing is, I, I didn't do Idol to win. I did it to show off myself, to get more work. 
and I, and I achieved that. I mean, it would have been lovely that, to win. That, that's, that's a fair point to make, Mia. When, when you went in, mm-hmm. you resounded yourself to losing. I had, but more so going off the conversation that I'd had with you when mm-hmm. you... Uh, twisted your arm. Twisted my it. arm to, into doing it. You said, and those words always stuck with me, what do you have to lose? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, at that point, I didn't. I had right. nothing to lose. You, I was going to go in. I was going to gain experience, both performance and being amongst these people, getting to know the way things work, getting to know the scene. It was all of that. It was it was a boot camp for me. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was it was never about the the best in shows or the yeah. winning or like going to the final. It was more so about gaining that experience and getting to know the people that I was inevitably you make for life that I yeah. was going to be working with because as soon as I went to Open Drag Night, as soon as I stepped through the doors of Bobby's, I knew this is it. This is mm-hmm. this is for me. This is what I want yeah, to do. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I always looked at it as sort of a training ground, and I was like, okay, this is going to help me get to where I want to be. Yeah. So it, it, it sort of so to answer your question, yes, yes, I I had sort of resounded myself to losing, but but in a way, then in a way, really with Drag Idol. No, nobody loses. The pr- yeah, the no. prize isn't that great, and only if you graft hard after mm. after winning, I suppose, do you the payoffs. Y- yeah, get somewhere. But in a sense, you all, you had your moment mm. where where you may as well have won. Yeah, hearing those cheers, like you said, watching that video on your mum's Facebook for that amazing number that you were so proud of. That is as good as yeah. you had that moment and it can't be taken away. From I want it to be a light show. I want it to be like literally you're watching a movie through the eyes of a drag queen. That, like you said, maybe that's that's the moment you landed, yeah. And and sort of now this version of Layla is thanks to Spider Man, yeah. Or that mean, that particular routine, pretty, pretty much. Like that was when they made me realize, like, oh, maybe I don't just need to be this one kind of queen. That maybe I, there's a whole fucking world out there. And beautiful. And it, I love doing some funny shit here and there. Like, I love love making people cackle. <laughs> yeah, it, that was yeah. one of the most exhilarating moments of my life. It was like because I. I wanted to make the second number because obviously one queen was eliminated before the top three and mm-hmm. thank god it wasn't me. I've made the second number, I've done the whole final, I get to come out in my finale look as well. And it was your, was it Skanky? Skanky, yeah. Skanky, yeah. Skanky, yeah. And I was like, I've made, I've made it, I've done the entire journey, I've got to do every single number I wanted to do, I've got to show off every look I got to do. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy so I'm just going to go out and have fun. And what I do, this is the last little bit on this, the way I walk away walk backstage after my first number it was very like oh my god thank you the way i walk backstage after my second number is thank you like <laughs> wonderful yeah and it was just it, one, of, it was one of my proudest moments rightfully so. whenever i feel shit about my drag I'll, you watch I'll, it same as i just said about me yeah like, it's a, it's an instant comfort yeah so i mean based on the trend we've had so far i've gone on about myself leila's gone on about herself uh, Mia, what's 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 your third favorite moment? So my third favorite moment wasn't actually going to be anything to do with myself because I'm not an arrogant bitch like <laughs> Aaron is. <laughs> However, get fucked, you evil bitch. No, I wasn't going to name that. However, going off the back of you two, I'm now going to change it to yeah, one of mine. Yeah. Um, papa. It is not. I feel um, like papa. I do know what it's gonna be though. It is going to be, well, if we're talking through the eyes of Drag Idol, mm-hmm. my turning point was also my Disney week. It yeah. was my oh. snake number. 
this. I'm a snake. The first, <laughs> the first iteration of it, mm-hmm. it'll always be, and I've like I've hammered that number into the ground now, and I have retired it. I've retired Spider-Man. Every every drag artist has something that they form as their favorite number, and you know it's their favorite number if it's being retired three times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have seen you do it multiple, multiple times, but it's always top notch. Yeah. Because you were. Was that the first time you showed us your, your yeah. candy talents as yeah. well? Yeah, so it was a talent that I'd had in the bag that I hadn't used. And I thought, okay, I had, I'd had a really bad week the week before my, my team's week. Sorry. Nearly went home. So I came back and I thought, okay, I've tried to give them what they wanted. Yeah. It didn't work. Now I'm just going to do what I want to do. Yeah. And up until that point, I hadn't shown any of my alternative side. I hadn't shown any of my, like, gymnastics background. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to throw enough shit at the wall <laughs> and hope that it sticks. And if it does, great. And it turned out to be my pivotal moment yeah. in in Drag Idol and going forwards in drag, really, because it taught me to stop doing things because i think it's what other people want that is the magic of drag the second you were able to unlock putting what you are good at into your drag is the second like you've done um a few things as well like you so you you did you know uh um papa um did you you did um i did kim Kim woodburn which was good which was very good i loved your kim woodburn a very good one actually one of my favorites of yours Mm -hmm. and then obviously teams week but like the, the second you did that, really, the new version of me was born. Yes. Who was going to incorporate all these things. Because um, you'd show them something different every single week. I did, mm-hmm. yes. And that's something that, in Drag Idol and going forwards, I've always been praised by for people yes, it's my versatility. you are versatility. extremely versatile. Like, I've, I honestly, I don't think I've met a queen that's as, like, versatile performance and looks wild as you. I like to keep it fresh and I like to mix things up because I get bored very easily. Mm-hmm. And in order to stop me getting bored and quitting drag, <laughs> I need to change things well, that's up. That's also the joy of it is that you can change things up yeah. all the time. Like it, the second you feel like you're getting a bit stale or like you said, so you've done the snake. Um, what's the snake called? Is it called Car? I was going to call him Kang, but that's marvellous. Marvel, yeah. Car. Um, you did the snake routine, how, however, many, many, many times and then now retired again. It's probably still one of your <laughs> But you reach a certain point where, I mean, now look at you. So you're saying you were scared of what you did in Teens Week, mm-hmm. which is the sort of live spoken comedy. Now look at you doing Leslie. So, like, you've mastered that as well. Yeah. You're not scared of that anymore. No, but, so that is a versatile thing. But if you've never actually done uh, Car, the, 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 the snake routine for Disney Week, you may have just fizzled out. Probably. It unlocks this, this, this talent where you go, I can do fucking anything. And you did. So... Like, I think it's it's a very good thing that I went home on a on a high note mm-hmm. because as like sort of defeatist as it sounds, had I like gone out on a shitty number, like had I gone home teams week, yeah. I probably wouldn't have continued because it's like being kicked while you're down. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I would have just been like, this isn't worth me feeling at that time it wasn't worth me feeling so shitty about myself mm-hmm. because it i went into it to gain experience not to be like kicked down mm-hmm. it's it's always so sad as well when you reach that semi oh, <laughs> never sad to reach be careful um and 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 they have to get rid of so many 
because all I, you want, all I've ever wanted is to a top five. Like, I remember um, 2019, I really thought Velvet or Risque deserved to be in the final. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and indeed, in your year, I do believe that it, you you should have been in the final, like, as a, as a top five, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, just for, like you said, versatility and growth and, and, and figuring out who, who Mia is in terms of a drag idol performer. Yeah. And, but like you said, that fire was lit and you knew now, because you'd gone out on a high, you're going to go and do this potentially forever. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Don't forget, you're here forever. <laughs> Watching that in person on the little monitors in the pink pen, I literally, like, I was I was sat next to Stacey and we were we sat there like, our eyes were just fixed on the screen. Like we were literally fucking enchanted, like like the snake does. Like it was fucking magical to watch. I could tell you were in your elements, so I could tell you were enjoying it as yeah. well. And I, the only thing I would I would have changed would have been where, where I was fucking sat because I would have loved to have been sat where the judges were, being glared at me with those eyes. It was so good. It was fabulous. So we, so I um, believe you may. Uh, we've all done three. Um, of, our own. of our own. And the thing is, though, like, valid. Just saying. Valid. Yeah. Very valid. Honourable mention what would have been my third favourite. I'm just going to put it out there. Right. Was Danny DeLonco's shopping trolley number. Oh, fabulous. <gasps> fabulous. Oh, that was. No, that was. My God. That yes. was my. A third. legend icon and star was born that day. My second favourite thing was Cheesecake Gate. Oh, so good. Yes. This was such a controversy at the time surrounding um, Dragon and the Whale. Now, what happened... Th- so, so as a, as a fan back in the day, because I wasn't present live for any of this, I used to watch them on YouTube. However, I started adding a lot of um, the contestants as friends on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I specifically already knew um, uh, Plastique, and I think I believe I had Plop on Facebook as well. And it all unfolded online that night on facebook with videos and people posting statuses and people commenting and everything going on what happened was i believe upstairs someone oh no uh claire i think she's called claire she's a big drag idol fan just all the lego pictures uh claire bowie i believe she's called right. had brought in a cheesecake as a gift for all the contestants yeah it's just like a happy semi-final uh-huh. so the cheesecake was thrown and there was a huge scrap and all I know is for the for the next few weeks after that, it became a thing. Cheesecake, cheesecake, cheesecake. Danny and Plop came back for their uh, their final number. It's it's still um, held up there by some of the judges as the best number ever performed at the final. Indeed, it was so full of references. Gloria Hall came out dressed as a as a whale, and they had cake by the ocean. Um, <laughs> oh my god! And 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 the cheesecake just kept getting picked up and smushed <laughs> in people's faces. But then it would be met by like a ruptures round of applause because Claire would be like, "Don't worry, I've made another cheesecake." <laughs> like, and then everyone would like just sit and sing and dance again. But oh no, in oh, someone's face, oh, and it was just spectacular. It it was one like I still to this day, I've, I, what I've just said there might not be true because I wasn't there. Right. What happened with cheesecake? All I know is something happened with cheesecake, and everyone. In the words of Liz, all that rumors starting. Rumor, yeah, rumors, 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 baby. Um, in the words of Fleetwood Mac, rumors. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, Danny and Plop, icons, legends within themselves. Really yeah. are. Two of the greatest contestants to have competed separately, coming together as a powerhouse double act, and absolutely storming the way through that competition and ending it with something as absolutely outstanding as cheesecake. Yeah. Phenomenal phenomenal and i absolutely love the pair of them deeply deeply inside and out and and, and like i said that sort of crosses over with what you mentioned about mm-hmm. really it could be anything by 
Danny Delonco. I mean, as someone who used to just look at Danny Delonco on YouTube and be like, oh my God, what a weirdo, who then started working and Danny became one of my very good close personal friends who I absolutely love. It was such an experience. Yeah, like to to meet somebody who you've watched online and all of a sudden like your best mates and you're sitting around the house in a hot tub. Do you Uh, know what I'll do tonight? I'm at the yard with Danny tonight, so I will literally go in and ask her about Cheesecake Gate. Oh, please, please do. Specifics, yeah. please. So, yeah, so that's my um, my second favourite is Cheesecake Gage. Going off of a bad life, I've <laughs> got an instance of two in my worst three list. I don't know which one to go for first. Let's go all the way back to 2014 with uh, oh my God. the legendary Miss Mona Lot. Oh, Why? God. I believe it was Red, White and Blue Week. <laughs> so bad that it's good so it's sort of both yeah okay I'll, so. I'll accept that this glad, is quite serendipitous <laughs> would you like to re- would you like to recite the the quote for us please <clears throat> clear your throat diva who here's got a cock bigger than this microphone come show us come show us <laughs> oh no must have a tiny one then it was just like you know, so she said, I can't remember. That's the main that's the main meat and veg of it, isn't it? Pretty much. It's like who really has got a big cock in this microphone? This was back you in the day where the girls shows. wouldn't prepare any stand up, they'd prepare yeah. like two jokes and then because they had two minutes they'd then just be like I'd like to thank the judges. I've had yeah. such a good experience. Actually no, that is what she, she turns does. to Rory and just goes Beige. Like, I like to thank um, uh, uh, who is team? Uh, she, she's there, at the yeah. semi final, trying to get to the final, and she turns to the audience and goes, Who's team Jalongo? Who's, and everyone goes, Who's team October? October, team Fella, Who's and then she says, Who's team Mona? Silence. Silence. Like, Absolute silence. The last thing you want to do no. is, like, let's cheer for everyone else but me while I'm on stage. Yeah. Bless up. Do you know what it is, though? Like you said, iconic for all the wrong yeah. right reasons. So we, funny. I think it's one of the main moments that, like, I mean, particularly our friendship group, but yes. like a lot of the scene still talks about today. Come show me. Come show me. Come show me. Like it is, it is, it's, it's kind of brilliant, and just the judges' faces the entire time. There's not a single smile. It just literally looks like they've got a gun held up to them. Mona, as well, back then was like. A top tier, well, yeah. I'm, I'm, this sounds like I'm insulting her because she's a, she's a, she's no longer a drag artist now. Mm. Was a top tier drag artist, but her looks were fantastic. Oh, when you compare for the uh, time, to a lot of the yeah. chocolate acts that were competing this, back then, which year was this? 2014. 2014. So she'd done 13. Yes, yeah, she had. Yeah, done and looked great then in comparison. Yeah. Well, this is back when lace fronts weren't readily no. available, custom costumes weren't exactly readily available, and she always was wearing big jewels, mm-hmm. gorgeous costumes. She had nice, nice enough hair, feathers. She was like showgirl. So to the judges back then as well, and to an audience really who weren't as aware of drag yeah. as they are, because you know drag race was still on the rise. She was fantastic, yeah. and this really is the only thing that let her down. Was the second put a mic in her hands. Yeah. She was just like, "I'm sure, I'm sure." Like, oh god, so calm, very good, lovely very good feather hair. she was wearing in that performance. Lovely what? Lovely feather she was wearing. Yeah, it was the feathers have been passed around every <laughs> drag queen in the UK. I, I, I believe they're called the club kids' feathers. Passed around more than Danny Delonco at the sauna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made a joke about Danny Delonco at the sauna during my vampire. <laughs> oh, gosh. And whatever you said, it was probably true. <laughs> if anyone's done it, it's Danny. Yeah. I said, uh, what was it? It was well. It wasn't me. It was Leslie. She was there. She was. Yeah. I was down at the sauna and I was exercising the demon out the hot tub. Turns out it was just Danny Delonco. <laughs> Danny in like 2014, as you know, was the prop girl. Yeah, the bathtub. The bathtub. appreciation there. Oh. Um, How the fuck did she get that up the ladder? Is it Boulevard? That's the question. 
It's a it's a medical mystery. Um, where did she get a bath from? Who knows? Where did she get a shop trolley from? Where did she get the fucking She nicked from? that from Iceland, definitely. She, she never got a pound back, bless her. <laughs> well, she needs it. Um, right, so we've done... What is your... Yes. One of your work? Worst or best, whatever, we'll just jump I'm, around. I'm yeah, going to ta- tail end off what you just said because yeah. one of my worst numbers was also on a lot. Oh. Do it. Bless her. It was a final performance in 2013 where she was all dressed in black and like it's not really clear what the number yes. was about uh-huh. i wasn't sure if she was mocking amy winehouse in a like a, a journey through drug addiction and it's very long and it's very long very and long. she's not lip syncing and betty legs diamond asked was that about suicide <laughs> Because I'm suicidal after that. It was, um, it was bizarre because, like I said, she'd just done this whole showgirl thing. Yeah. The whole shitstorm of the year. And she got to the final and she just tried to show a different side of her. Yeah. Who knows why? You don't do that in the final. When you first mentioned her final number, I was racking my brain. The second you mentioned that, it's just come back to me. I remember because this was one of the ones that stuck out to me as I was watching back because after my extensive study of Drag Idol before doing it, I've sort of blocked most of it out for my own mental well-being. Yeah. I love it, but that I needed right. to do it. And I was re-watching that performance and being an alternative queen myself, I was just like, what the fuck am I watching? What is happening? Was that our second number as well or our first one? It was our first number. Oh. So yes, that was a, that was one of my worst. I, I'm, I'm still no further forwards with Fit Girls. We, we could watch it now, and I bet we still could not figure no. out what it was meant to be. Do you know what? Maybe that's... that's and the judges' comments pretty much reflected that. that. Some contestants do get to the final, though, and they just fizzle out. I remember yeah. particularly Illuminati in 2017 got through to the final three, and from her returning number, she just had to do her worst number of the, of the competition. Probably as in an attempt to like make it better. I would be like, I can make it better. Yeah. And it was still as cack as the first time. She'd mm. miss Baltimore Crabs from Hairspray with a couple of backing dancers. I mean, it was it was good, but it was basic. Yeah. Yeah. There was nothing... Boom. Boom. Um, God, one of lots come up a lot. And Danny DeLonco. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about uh, one of my worst ones. Okay. Which is Heather Fetish doing oh, um, interesting. The Evil Queen at the 2014 final, which yes. was so controversial at the time. Right now, looking back at it, I don't think it's that offensive. She was doing a number about the evil queen stealing children and yeah. um, uh, with um, a song from a Yeah, she had a Now, Heather Fetish, legendary contestant, did 2013, yeah. almost won, did 2014, got to the final. Now, really, it was it was Heather's year to, w- to lose, really, yeah. to, to, to win. Yeah. She'd, done, she'd done extremely well throughout. October had done well, but October wasn't really bringing the personality. Heather was given cunty drag queen. Yeah. Not only am I really good at drag, like she I'm was tell everyone. Like she had the chops to back it. She had the chops. Um, and then you had Danny Delonco, the under. I mean, the entire 2014 could be studied. There's a documentary on YouTube, oh, yeah. which oh, I watch on a regular. Documentary, like it is. In my opinion, 2014 was when Drag Idol became Drag Idol. Mm-hmm. Part of her finale performance at Boulevard. She put up an image of Maddie McCann. See, Rory makes jokes about the plenty, but Ro- that Rory is an insult comic. Yes. Rory can get away with it and have the chops too. Yeah. When you're doing a really sort of devious, dark piece about uh, a fake Disney witch yeah. that um, abducts and steals children and then implying that a missing child was taken by you, mm. you can hear the audience gasp. Yeah. In fact, I think in the video they cut away from the screen. Yeah. And yeah. the judges are all just sort of left a bit. 
oh, we loved it, but I don't know why you did that. You yeah. didn't need that. Which, so it was just uncomfortable. So do you reckon if she didn't do that, she would have won? Uh, I, I believe so, because I think they placed her third as well. There's yeah. a, a bit of like a, an insult to mm. be like, come on, girl. Because Danny Blanc obviously came second. October won. Whether or not that was the right decision uh, remains to be seen, to be honest. I mean, Octo- if you look back at October's work, October's a very good early alternative queen. She is yeah. indeed. Um, I think she was one of, one of the first. Yes, one of the first ones, really. Especially, I mean, you had Anamorphic, but she did yeah. a lot of more traditional stuff throughout her uh, time of the competition. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it co- really cost Heather the final, I believe. Yeah. Um, I've never met Heather. I wouldn't really love to. Heather, obviously, is also the pretty much the drag mother of Stacey Stacey, Rett, yeah, sure. uh who's here uh, these days. So it's it's it's, <laughs> it's, so, it's so interesting to see Heather going through that competition. You can yeah. see how bad she wants it, mm-hmm. and then it's so mad that just one image yeah. would would topple yeah. her chances. Don't you think? And it's crazy. I feel like that was maybe a sort of like early sign of where we were heading in terms of we have to be sort of responsible socially yeah. for what we present on stage. But we're moving on. What's your what's your next one? There? Best or a worst? Let us know. I'm gonna go for a best. I think this is probably one of the best idol num- numbers to ever be performed at Drag Idol. Bonnie and Ben's returning number in 2023. It was incredible. In Boulevard as well. It was incredible. The writing, the the comedic time. I mean, I don't really need to say much because I mean, everyone knows how fucking brilliant we both are. Solo, they're brilliant. Together, they're fucking brilliant. Just, it was so funny to watch. And then the, num- then the number came in and it was basically about summoning the demon, the, the nice demon out of Mr. Aubrey so she can go back to her cunty self. And it was <laughs> like, I mean, we all want to do that, to be honest with you. We yeah, want the, sometimes we want, the, we want the old Rory back. And then having the pleasure of actually being in the number along with Stacey and Scanty. That reveal with the ghosts and the way that people cheer. I yeah, watched that film so on the regular. It was it was a kind of euphoric feeling. Brilliant moment. I mean we spent we spent all week learning that choreo and it was literally a couple a couple, t- couple of two steps and we were just like I am um, fuck. I did something similar with my returning number. I brought back the train. I sang a song with the train and I danced with Layla. Layla told me choreography. Do you know why it's interesting you should say that this is one of the best um, numbers? Because mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. A lot of the returning numbers by previous winners normally aren't up to the mark. Normally because they've just had a year of, yeah. of either working or, or being stressed and stuff. And then coming back and having to deal with one's legacy yeah. or handing over the crown, if you will, is a really scary and horrible thing to do. Mm-hmm. I remember I wasn't ready for it. I was finishing off my degree. I was I was then working quite regularly a couple of nights a week, yeah. so it was a it was a really like crap number. I rem- I don't like watching it back. A really crap number for me to do, and and then Charita didn't wasn't there, wasn't there to hand over because uh, by the time the pandemic had ended, she was drag race in a way yeah. she wasn't available to come back and hand it over to Frida. Frida. Frida's returning about very women empowerment. I, I... But then, like you say, there's a, there's a reason that Bonnie and Ben's was so spectacular. Mm-hmm. It's because not only did they take the time, yeah. they rehearsed, they brought in other people, they created visuals. Yeah. It was a spectacle for every sense, yeah. really. So that's one of my favourite things about when someone returns 
and they showboat, I guess. Show off. You've got to show off and remind people, we won, and this is why. And we'll do it again. It was... It was a perfect storm. Yeah. Watching that from the crowd, I was, I was, my jaw was just dropped. Mm-hmm. It was, it was incredible. They had a reason to showboat as well because since winning, Bonnie had worked her fucking ass off, and pe- it annoys me because people think Ben hadn't, and Ben mm-hmm. hadn't been per se in drag, but they are literally a like incredible scriptwriter and doing still still working. Well, that, that's a skill that clearly was put to use. Then, yeah, wasn't yeah. It? Oh, still, still working in theatre and in writing and stuff. So they they were they didn't just quit drag to go to a fucking office job like a lot of people think they did. They were still working in entertainment and theatre yeah, and just goes to show how basic and annoying some bitchy moany gays can exactly. be. Exactly. <laughs> Where have you been? Exactly. Business. It's just such an incredible way to round off not only their year working. Prove that they were still incredible yeah. after another year when the quality had once again been raised. Yeah. In absolutely. terms of what we'd seen, that 2023 was an incredible year, mm. and they came back and showed that they hadn't dipped, they hadn't, yeah. they hadn't lost their spark. Yeah. They were still the incredible force. That... You give them enough time, they will come together and give you gold. Absolutely. So, yeah. Bonnie and Ben, magic just. I'm hoping that they're on stage. All winners thing, just so we get another fucking incredible show. We shall indeed. Mia, give us another one. Are you doing a best or worst? I'm going to do a best, and it's a personal best to to me. I love this number so much. And people can call it nepotism. People can call it arse licking. I don't give a shit. I'm saying it because this number is one of my favourite numbers at Drag Idol. It is none of that than Pebble Dasher's misery number. Oh my god! Do you know? Fuck. That is um Oh my god. That gosh. is unexpected. Only because 2019, I forget about a lot. I sometimes think mm-hmm. it's overshadowed by the fact that Cho got on drag race, Dick dropped out. Yeah. But Pebble and Chanel, that whole shitstorm, as we're calling them. Indeed. Were so game for it mm-hmm. we're, we're hammering it home but I think wasn't that year it was mainly Dick and Charita winning every yeah, week it was, yeah. a, it was a hot two hours race so, so Pebble and Chanel never really were given their flowers mm-hmm. that misery number was fantastic yeah, it's so it and it was very... so this is why I love it so much it's because it feeds into what I love alternative mm-hmm. drag so people don't often look at Pebble as an alternative queen. No. But, oh, she but she is. She's one of those people, to me, that I, I'm so captivated by when she's performing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she chose to do Kathy Bates from Milk. <laughs> honest to God, it was... with You could have run an iron across your skirt, yeah. but that's just me. <laughs> that was one of the guest judges. It was one of those moments where I, I was in that sort of extensive research of Drag Idol, and I hadn't really... Other than like the flashes of like sort of alt culture like October and like there was a, I loved Dick. Like he yeah. was just oh he was incredible. But for whatever reason that and I I just met Pebble at this point that I'd watched this and I watched that number and it just like I don't know, it just did something to my brain. Yeah. And I was like, I can do this. Like, that's the sort of shit I love to do. It, like, you heard the theme music from Misery and you see the judges sort of, like, clench each other, like, oh my god. And you, you hear that initial soundbite of, I'm Annie Wilkes yeah. and I'm your number one fan. 
Like, it's, it's just iconic. It, it, it's Instantly recognisable. Well. And it's, it's not a queer mind. movie, but it's a movie that queer people adore. And when Pebble did it, she queered it. She did, yes. She, she, she made it. Like, like with Spider-Man, it's not really queer or gay at all, mm-hmm. really. But like, yeah. Um, I turned it. It was the power, play. isn't it? It's it's power. That's how you direct yeah. that. It made me really want to rewatch just 2019. I'm sad. I don't think I've watched they, it. I, I see what you're times. saying. Other than like Charitza, people tend not to sort of talk about it much, which is a shame because it's such a good yeah. yeah like if you look at show. Dick, if you look at Chanel and Pebble, and like it was, it really Risky came back. It was a great yeah. Uh, I'm a 2019 stan. I love that. Very valid. And it was, it was one of those ones where, following on from 17, 18, mm. the, the, it's just another step up, another yeah. step up. Until now, it's the competition that we know, which yeah. is where it's high stakes. And I think 2020 could, 20, yeah, 2020 could have been very good if, it, if obviously the pandemic and stuff hadn't happened. Well, funnily enough, it wasn't in powerhouse. that brings me to my uh, next worst, actually. Okay. If you indulge me, my next worst moment or, or concept is the move to powerhouse in 2020 obviously it was okay. that season was incredibly hindered by the pandemic yeah you had a great cast oh mm-hmm. very good um cast. very good cast. you know claudia gabor the child of uh the 2015 winner gucci gabor coming yeah. coming in being like because there's always a middlesbrough girl yeah you know what i mean there's always a middlesbrough <laughs> yes, girl. yes there oh, is just to keep it in check she was there and she i remember her behind the scenes she was full-on emulating my mother and she was like i'm gonna be a cunt the whole time and i'm gonna win and you're all just gonna have to accept that i love claudia you've got you've got frida there who's stepping in and representing for for the afab queens which for a long time if you look at the history of drag house relationship with um afab it was never back when they were calling them foe or bio and all these really outdated terms yeah that was the first year that there was not a single critique levied at Frida about her being a woman, mm-hmm. which was wonderful. You had the judging change up. We lost Rory, we gained Rusty, but they also moved it to Powerhouse. So I think there was a, lot, lot, of of guest judges as well. there was like, a lot of change going on all at once. I remember Gloria Hall was in there sometimes. Like, Reed's a um, guest judge. Little um, Sphinx guest judge. That woman from Biker Grove. Um, <laughs> sometimes it's so bizarre that we're yeah. just getting. But I think it was just too much of a change mm-hmm. that. Oh, t- oh God, Tesco was there, and she she was absolutely smashing it. She, yeah. she really was. So I think it was just too Imagine. much change all at once. I struggled to go back and watch it. And then obviously the pandemic strikes. Then they came back how many months later for the semi. And then there was a few more months till the final. It really lost the momentum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Frida is a fantastic winner. That she number is. she yeah. did at the final... Uh, with 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 Ivy, and she, she listed yeah. all of the amazing women who'd ever been in Drag Idol, and how she, she did... Picture my name up on that uh, from uh, Legally Blonde. So it was, it, it had, like you said, the makings of a great year and would have continued to step it up. The move to Powerhouse, the changing in the judges, the obviously Powerhouse has the screen as well. And I think yeah. that over-reliance on the screen makes you forget about your performance. So that really just threw me off. I should, second to 2019, I, I would say... I've probably struggled to watch that back the most. Yeah, I've, um, I think I've maybe watched it back maybe once. Honestly, honestly, once. Have you have you watched it back? No. I have watched. No, I have watched twenty twenty back, and it's not an. It's not a yeah. Not and th- again, this has nothing to do with the cast because, like you say, the cast was great. I just I 
for whatever reason, I can't enjoy it. It's hard to connect because you're not used to that fucking shitty little wooden stage. It's powerhouse. In... Yeah. I think that was the issue, yeah. was the move. And, and and the camera angles and... and I mean, yes, it was great because it was busy and lots of people there to see and watch and support. Mm. But I just think they did the right thing taking it back to, to Switch. Yeah, definitely. Because that, that image of the corner, the stools, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the backdrop um, is iconic. When I applied for... I was worried that it was going to be in Powerhouse. I was like, please say it's not. And then it's on the application. Because I know it seems stupid, that really small stage in the corner of a bar. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people can see. Yeah. And you don't have a lot of room to move if you are going to be like a dancer or, or a gymnast and want to do something a bit mad. Or if you've got a bike on stage. Or if you've got a fucking bike. You don't have a lot of room. However, I would argue that pushes you to be creative so that when you get to the final, you have all that space. Yeah. So yes, that was my next worst one, was the move in 2020. Skipping back a year to 2019, I've got one of my worst ones. I don't know if she still does drag. I hope she does, because fuck me, an icon was born this day. Um, Cindy Perez, I believe it was 2019. Love her. Love two. Cindy Perez. She did Crazy in Love by Beyonce. However, it was just the uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh, 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 pretty uh, much the entire time. I remember she was one of the ones that fascinating. Week one, she did Frank and Furter, yes, she site, did. which is almost like like early learning center version of drag. A drag queen. <laughs> um, yeah, like a drag queen, drag queen. And and they put her through, and everyone was very shocked because they sent home some. Uh, more established acts yeah. to keep Cindy in. And I think Cindy wanted to show a different side of her. I don't know where she got that trap from. No idea. I don't I don't want to know. It went that. on for like ages. It was almost the full was three the, minutes. Was a, it, was, it was three minutes then as well, was it? Yes. When was that rule implemented? I will get to that. Oh, uh-huh. oh my uh, God. Don't <laughs> How did I forget about this? Um, I'm so excited. Because she's there going... She Because it just kept going, oh, 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 oh I'm going to... There's no lyrics to lip sync. She was just... Back, hands behind, forward, hands behind my back, hands forward, hands behind my back. Da, 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 yeah. da, da. And it went on forever, and the judges were just sat, mm-hmm. mouth again. And at some point, she did take her um her a black satin robe off to reveal um. Was she wearing gold? No, she was wearing a black lacy um lingerie. Was well, yes. Bodysuit. <laughs> and summer's realness. Which I love. I mean, black bodysuit. Hello. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't the most it, flattering. No, it wasn't. But. It's we just... could see things that we'd rather not have seen. Yeah. Bless um, Perez. What does that name mean? I don't know. But I mean, I, I remember Rory saying it takes it takes a lot of balls to do that, and we and we saw them. So, <laughs> um, but honestly, it's just the it's... name reminds me of I think it was uh, Trixie Mattel who was talking about like drag names. Mm. Like Gladys Duffy. It says everything. Yeah. That, you know, Mia Takeleva. It's a pun. Layla Sagittaria. It's a very poppy, dancey name. The, the names make sense yeah and you can literally pick any name mm-hmm. but then you pick a name that makes you sound like you're in the witness protection program yes yes so a quick just tail off, tail like off rebecca back. michaels yeah i'm literally, like literally do you work away like, off of that this was like my honorable mention for the bad category the legend iconic holly stevens doing holly domino, stevens doing domino was it domino h-o-l-l-i-e not with a y oh holly I-E. stevens okay holly stevens <laughs> what year was she from i'm holly stevens this is my stage 20 i'm gonna say 2013 or 14 yeah she went home early didn't yes, she yes but like she was going out first week what's that name she, she was actually in the same year as the girl who 
smelled very bad. Is that the one if that Rory sprayed on stage? Yes. <laughs> and Penny started smelling the the uh, the sweet box that Jacqueline Jacqueline Hyde yeah. uh, gave her during her uh, the Trees Royale number. She started smelling that to try and get away from the oh, smell. Oh dear lord. Um, same year was that. I, I think it was 20. Wash your pits, tits and bits, girls. 20, yes. Uh, Cindy Th- Perez, Cindy very good. Perez, just bless her heart. Shit drag. Can we find out if she's still doing I would drag. love to know. Well, I would love to know. hopefully she may make a return if they ever do another All-Stars. Imagine her with choreographers. You know like, what? And, That's and something dances. that I would never think would to do. Like throw in so. some major curveballs like that. An All-Star. Like, have all stars and have you, you know, the ones that are like going for the win, but then Holly just Jesus. have the Holly people, Steve. the types that are just like getting up there and having a go. Because that, that's something I miss that about Holly Drag Steve Idol. Travelled from London, I believe. Or was it Leeds? It began with an L. Yes, no, pe- well, people still do. Yeah. This has travelled quite a long way. Drag Idol is very well watched around the country. Mm-hmm. I've mingled with queens from all over the shop who are massive. Lawrence Cheney as well, who has yeah. obviously won Drag, uh, Drag Race UK season two. Still says that when she gets in pissed from a night out or whatever with her mates, it's just one of those things that they watch yeah. on YouTube while they have the takeaway and fuck you out of bed. Like, Billy J. Mills watches it. The like, Vivian. The Vivian watches it. Yeah, yeah. Never miss an episode. Like, I was Never. I was in fucking. It was when Billy, Billy J. Mills did Bank. She came up to me and was like, oh my god, so lovely to meet you. I was like, you know who I am. She's like, yes, girl, I've watched Drag Out. What the fuck? This is. Yeah, this it is just crazy. goes to show how far reaching it can be yeah. because my housemate Stacy, she was at a. She works for Just Eat and she was at a corporate event down there. Yeah. And Stacy was telling them that she lived with a drag queen and they were like, from Newcastle, who is it? They knew who I was. Oh, and it's so bizarre. It's, it's so crazy. weird. Well, we are like a little mini. It's like mini drag race, isn't it? Yeah. Another country. Yeah. It's Obviously, reaching. Drag Idol UK reaching is like the big reaching competition. Yeah. But that's yeah. not filmed properly. Yeah. That's what's put Drag Idol Newcastle over the edge. Is the fact mm-hmm. that it is very well recorded and documented. Mm-hmm.